Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 534. And Boston with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni and Rock 102. Showers this morning. That'll stop around 9 or so, but then cloudy this afternoon, a high of 79. Tonight, partly cloudy, areas of fog with a low of 66. And for tomorrow, cloudy and a high of 79. 66 degrees right now in downtown Springfield. Marty is here for just two more days. That's it. The clock is running. The meter's running. Yeah, and uh, then... Then I'm going to have to take some time off. Uh, I'm a, you must be exhausted. I am really. <laughs> I am. More than you know. Uh, Jerry Shirley from Humble Pie. Humble Pie Legacy is coming to the Big E on the uh, 18th and 19th of September. That's awesome. Jerry has put this band together. And uh, we're going to talk to him about that. We're going to talk to him about playing with uh, David Gilmore. And My Sid favorite Barrett. guitarist of all time. Should be pretty interesting. We'll get to that after 7 o'clock this morning. And some other things, too. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 554 and ZZ Top with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni for uh, today and tomorrow. Yep. And uh, I don't I don't know when you're coming back, but I uh, I know this. That I've got to find some time to, you, to, to clear out my schedule. You have to be exhausted. Yeah, well, you know, it's, listen, it's two a, weeks almost in a row. I know. It's a, it's a hell of a burden. <laughs> uh, uh, showers this morning. They'll uh, continue to about 9 o'clock or so. Then for the rest of the day, cloudy with a high of 79. It's uh, about 65 degrees in downtown Springfield. Uh, Jerry Shirley, the drummer for the band Humble Pie. This is a, a band that had, like, uh, the late Steve Marriott and uh, – Peter Frampton in it. Remember the the song 30 Days in the Hole? You remember uh, that one? I don't know if I remember that. Eh, it's a classic track back in its right. day. Anyway, uh, he's going to be uh, joining us after 7 o'clock today. He's put together the Humble Pie Legacy Tour. These are guys that have played with the Humble Pie throughout the years, uh, and they're coming to the Big E on September 18th and 19th. It's hard to think that we're talking like we're a month out from the Big E, That's but we are a month out. To me. We're a month out. That is crazy. Ugh. Where did the summer go? I don't know. Oh, that's where it went. It just washed away in a giant flood. That's where the summer went. <laughs> it, got, it got poured into the Connecticut River. Yeah. That's what happened. What a terrible summer. It is, but you know, there's a you know, you've had a couple of decent days. Sure. Um, yeah, you know, you've you've been able to uh you've been on the radio for a couple of weeks. Listen, this it's summer. been a that's great, great summer for me. Yeah, right. All I've had to do is sit here, get up early and tell everybody how everything's fallen to crap outside. But <laughs> welcome to my world, yes. man. That's it. But you know, I you it's just it's gone by so fast, and it's uh, every time I'm in here, it feels like it's more flooding. And uh, remember when you were a kid and you and you went on a summer vacation, like school ends, and you think, oh my god, it's like three months. So I'm not gonna be. It seemed like it lasted forever, you know. As an adult, and you know, with my my wife being a teacher, I realized. Boy, summer vacation sounds really good on paper, and then, but it's over before you know it. Yeah. And that's that's crazy to me. And then for us, we're immediately into the Big E as uh, Western Mass people. I know. That's like a season here. You know, Big E has become a season. Synonymous yeah. with fall. No, that that typically falls around my uh, my birthday. Yep. The, uh, the Big E. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and, and no criticism of the Big E at, at all, but for whatever reason... I haven't been in about five years, and I don't know why, other than I don't like being outdoors with large crowds, and uh, and I like to park my car three miles away and have to pay twenty five dollars to park in someone's front yard. That's a that's a big one. But if 
if you get beyond that, the you know the, the Big E is just a uh, it's so much fun. You know, uh, I the Big E lost its luster a lot with me when the elephant died. Do you remember when the elephant I do, died? Uh, Beulah. Yes. Yeah, I know. And I was really upset with. I, I mean, animals die. I get that, but I was upset with the response. So then it lost some of its luster for me. I still like. I'll go this year. I'm sure I'll go for a day or whatever. But it's just. It's not. It doesn't. It's not the same now. All I think about is the elephant. Is that weird? It's a little. You know what? It's. It's no reason not to go. There's yeah. other animals there. They get the bears. They get the. Uh, yeah, the the circus I think still has an animal or two. I I here's the thing I've, I realized. I like animals too much for it to be normal. Yeah. Like I'll watch a movie and I'll watch them kill everybody in the movie you know this is rip this guy's neck out shoot this guy in the head the minute they heard a dog in the movie like the john wick movie remember with the spoiler alert with the dog yes the minute they heard the dog i'm like well who, why would they do this this violence is terrible you can see how the dog was acting up yeah <laughs> bad dog <laughs> but as soon as something like that happens it it, it really bothers me I'm sure countless people have had heart attacks at the Biggie. Yeah, countless. Sure. Never, never, never even stopped me to slow down to not stuff that baked potato in my face. You know, in the uh, in their natural environment, and I don't know if people have ever uh, even realized this, but you know, my parents used to get uh, National Geographic magazine for years, so I I consider myself an expert. <laughs> Do you realize that in the their natural habitat, elephants are giving children's children rides all the time? On their oh, backs, sure. like 15 children at a time. Sure. Did you know that? No. Oh, yeah. Happens all the time. It doesn't? Oh, yeah. Everywhere. <laughs> all up and down the uh, the darkest um, uh, corners of the continent. <laughs> that was the thing with it. That elephant was like definitely a senior citizen by elephant standards, right? Yeah. And then the thing that bothered me so much was that they were just like, look, it had nothing to do with the temperature outside and the 900 rides. <laughs> It just reached its its old age, and it died because of its old age. It's so like it died doing what it loved to do. Oh, that yes. is to charge children five dollars <laughs> to ride on its back. I do like the elephants, and I actually met some of the people that um, trained the elephants there. Uh, my buddy Scott, who I used to work with, took me over, and I met the guys, and I asked them a bunch of questions, and they they were really fascinating. Like those elephants live the life of Riley when they're not at the Big E. They yeah. have a whole like preserve in Florida where they all hang out and everything else. So I know that logically there's some part of it that, but it's just like I couldn't get over the response. I was so upset yeah, with the I, Okay, but you know, the, the reality is the elephant doesn't have to wait in traffic on the Memorial Bridge to get over True. to the, to the park. Okay, doesn't have to pay to park. Uh, it gets fed for free, which, by the way, nobody does at, at the, the Big, Big E. e. It yeah. never has to wait in line for a, a cream uh, puff or a corn dog or uh, you know something dipped in butter. Nothing. Never has to wait. It's fed all day give, long. They should give the elephants like that. Would be a great video to give like one of those elephants one of those cream puffs or those. Oh yeah, well, like because elephants are smart. You know what I mean? Like have the elephant in line for the baked potato. It's just, and then just every day it's on strike till it gets its baked potato. Yeah, right. <laughs> Even if the if the elephant wanted the baked potato, someone would get it. You never have to wait in the line of the main building. What's your go-to food when you go there that you have to get? 
you know, I've always been a big. You know, we'll have uh, probably more time a little bit later. Yeah, yeah. But uh, uh, I, I, you know, the Rhode Island building is uh, all right. Is a favorite of mine. I, I see you knocking. All right. Between uh, the between the chowder, the clam cakes, the Dell's lemonade, the stuffed cohogs. That's uh, that's stuffed cohogs oh, right man. in there. The oh. Dell's lemonade I'm right in there. The chowder I don't do. I don't do. I've never had New England clam chowder in my life. What? Yep. How long have you lived in New England? Your whole, my life. whole life. Yes. And yes. you've never had the chowder. Never. 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 Oh, it's one of my favorite things in the world. Is it really? Oh, I love it. I never had lobster either. I mean, what? Re- recently in my life, I had a a little piece of lobster, and I was like, well, this is pretty good. Yeah. I kind it's of delicious. I never could bring myself to eat it. And Steve may be right about the your palate, your, your childlike palate. <laughs> I just said that to you off air because I I made the coffee and I we they ran out of my other flavored kind of coffee, so they have cafe mocha, yeah, uh-huh. which is basically hot chocolate with with a, with a drop of coffee, with a drop of coffee. And I was like, I was pouring as it was coming in. I was all excited about it and everything, a little kid. And I was like, I Steve's right. I'm a little bit of a child. Yeah. <laughs> it's the and now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your grilling headquarters, Weber, Big Green Egg, Uni Pizza Ovens, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, it's always been my belief that when you bring a child into this world, you, as a parent, bear a certain responsibility in raising that child to become an independently-minded, productive member of society. That's your job. I also believe that among your other responsibilities is to properly name your child, preferably a name that isn't stupid or one that doesn't require a lifetime of explanation to people. If you can get through life with a name that doesn't make people want to slap you right in the face, then your parents have acted responsibly. But give a child an unwanted name after losing a bet, and I blame the parents every single time. Hence, I present to you the case involving a young couple from Los Angeles who are now under the obligation to give their newborn daughter a name that no young girl should endure. According to reports this morning, on August 2nd, a Dodgers fan by the name of Giuseppe Mancuso made a bet with former Red Sox slugger Mookie Betts. During this exchange, Mancuso stated that if Mookie were able to smash a home run against the Oakland A's, he and his expecting wife would name their unborn child after him. When Mookie asked Mancuso, if he was sure about doing this, the guy said yes. And so, later in the game, Mookie stepped up to the plate and crushed a 475-foot blast over the left field wall, the longest home run since leaving the Red Sox several seasons ago. Five days later, the man's wife gave birth to a seven-pound, two-ounce little girl named Francesca Mookie Mancuso. Folks, I've been in a delivery room three times in my lifetime. I happen to know for a fact that the time to inform a pregnant woman that you need to change your kid's name after losing a bet during the delivery uh, is not a good idea, nor is it during the five-day period leading up to the birth. No, sir, the time to bring that information up is never. What if you happen, uh, what would happen if you had made the same bet with Carlton Fisk before game six of the 1975 World Series? Would you want your daughter going through life being called Pudge? What about if your favorite player was Oil Can Boyd or Randy the Big Unit Johnson or Shoeless Joe Jackson for crying out loud? I'd much rather have you lose your house than saddle your child's sanity with a bad name simply because you made a horrible bet. 
because poor baby Mookie is going to have to explain that one to everybody for the rest of her life. But hey, enough of my yapping. Sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Get a Craftsman Allen wrench set, seven bucks. Get a Stanley 25 tape measure, seven bucks. It's a seven buck tool sale at Rocky's. Stanley, Irwin, Craftsman hand tools, all seven bucks. Go to Rocky's Ace Hardware and up your hand tool game now at Rocky's. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 616 and Def Leppard with Bax and Nagel and Marty and uh, Molly, the intern. Two more days for for you. He's got one more day left here. and uh, it's, so, it's a sad week. Yeah. A lot of goodbyes. Yeah, I know. So final. Everything's be, so final. Now, uh, will you be coming back into town for the biggie, Molly? Hopefully. Are you, are you a big fan? I, I haven't been in a couple years, but I would like to. I think it's a fun Western Mass tradition. Are, are you like too mature for that now? Absolutely not. Yeah, I want. I want my fried Oreos. Oh, see, fried Oreos. <laughs> yeah, yeah, those are good. This leads into another. What are our favorite? What are your go-to food items when you go to the Big E? Oh, yeah, we are bringing this up because we're going to be talking to a Jerry Shirley from the uh, who's put together the Humble Pie Legacy Tour. They're going to be at uh, the Big E on the 18th and the 19th. So that kind of sparked the uh, the conversation. <laughs> Somehow it comes back to yeah. food with us. <laughs> well, but see, but that's to me that's the whole appeal of the big e it's it's the food it's it's that's the primary motive it's not to go into the better living center to buy a sham wow or no. a miracle mop or <laughs> you don't know you don't go for the uh carny folk and the rides that are barely set up uh you don't go for those no i i, I mean i i've said before i'm a, a world-class whack-a-mole player but uh no to me it's the food it's the food fried oreos are a good choice they are. They are a very good choice. Fried, what's what's your go-to? Well, I have a few now. It depends on what you're talking about. I break it into categories. Are we talking meal uh, level food? Are we talking appetizer level food? Are we talking dessert level food? Mm, see, I, I don't. Uh, I guess I've never really put them in categories. See, I do this. Yeah. Okay. I, uh, I I have a system. I put it all together. Um, so what's the system? Well, I'll tell you my first go-to food. The one thing that I have to have when I go to the Big E, which no one ever remembers, and I've talked about it one other time on here. Um, it was a trivia question I actually did uh, for giveaway ticket for uh, for tickets for for Loft one time for my for the Thursday show. Okay, I uh, I said what's what's my favorite go-to food, and everyone of course guesses those staples: main baked potato. You got to check that box, right? Sure. Are you? We're in agreement. Main baked potato. Uh, I usually don't want to go through the line for a potato. Uh, so you got to go at the right time of the day. Yeah, I know that. In between be, lunch and dinner. Any line for a baked potato. Okay. Because it, it's, it's just a baked potato. Molly, are you baked potato or no baked potato? I can't say that. See, these you guys are young. Yeah. You don't. No, you're... I mean I've had the baked potato. Right. Don't get me wrong. It just, I, you know, I when I ate it like the first five times, every time I said, "Boy, this tastes like every other potato I've ever had in my life." Okay. All right. Fair enough. Uh, if you want to go by state buildings, I go Maine baked potato. I also sometimes uh, skedaddle over to the Mass Place and I get the uh, Granville uh, Country Store. Okay. I get their mac and cheese. Okay. Very good. Always get coffee cup stuff for for dessert stuff. Can't uh, you can't fight that. It's very good. And then Rhode Island, I'm with you. Stuffy. You know, I love a good stuffy, uh, and I love I love the chowder. The fact that uh, 
that you don't that you don't eat chowder. I've never had it. Now, so they have the the white chowder and That's then the crazy. the and then the clear Quahog chowder, which is really more purely Rhode Island. The co- yeah, the, the, the clear, chowder. Yeah, the clear chowder, which is you know, you got to you got to have a certain constitution to 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 have that cuz stronger why I've tasting. I've never really had the chowder. Dude, I'm telling you, it I literally uh, ate that stuff all the time as a kid. The if you're going chowder. to the Rhode Island building, you got to get Dell's lemonade. Dell's well, lemonade. Dell's lemonade. Check time. that box every time. That's a great. Every every great. time. Uh, it's like going to it's going to Vermont building and not getting Ben and Jerry's. You're crazy. You got to get the Ben and Jerry's. You know, I get the, I'll get the Ben and Jerry's, but then sometimes I'll get the pie with the cheese on it too. Oh, that's that's a solid choice. It's a good choice. It's uh, a good choice. You know what I wonder? I wonder if the Vermont Country Deli is going to be in the Vermont building this year. I don't know. It's a good question. That's the one I was telling you. It's yeah. worth the drive. I had so many people after message me saying I had a guy who said him and his wife every week drive up to the Vermont Country Deli to get lunch on the weekend together. It's a nice nice thing. Anyways, um, all right. So the go-to that no one ever thinks of is in the West Springfield firefighting building at the Big E. They have like a little firehouse. Yeah, right. It's probably the best-priced food around, okay? Okay. They they throw out a good burger and a good dog. It goes to a good cause, so I like going there. But the move is the chili. You can never go wrong with firefighters' chili, and their their chili <sighs> is unbelievably good. You are that not the I first person I have heard that from. It's what I look for, and I never think of going in there. I go in there every time. Mm-hmm. It's usually my last or second to last stop. So that if I have the chili, yeah, I can then promptly make it home to be close to a bathroom that I feel comfortable in. The uh, the very best place to go during the Big E, yeah. in my view, Six Flags. <laughs> oh yeah, that's uh, uh, the lines are shorter. It's true. Uh, you can the parking is uh, is less uh, far away and uh, it's a much better experience. That's a great question. I wonder if Six Flags is a ghost town or busier during the Big E. It's it's not a ghost town, yeah. but it is certainly not busier. It's not busier. Yeah, I mean, there's plenty of people that still go. Yeah, yeah. But it's not. You don't get the crowds like you would normally get outside of the biggie, like yeah. around you know the month of July and early August. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And not to and not to to uh, you know give any trade secrets here, but mm-hmm. if you're going to go to the to Six Flags, <laughs> that's the time to go because everybody's down the street at the Big E. Now, here's another category for you at the Big E. Yes. Is there a food truck at the Big E, like one of those little carts or trucks that you always go to? Either of you. Uh, you know, I am... Uh, I do like myself those little uh, Tom Thumb donuts. I do oh, like yeah. those. Those are delicious. Delicious. Um, sometimes... You know, I mean, like sometimes uh, getting that 18-inch corn dog is good just for the laugh. Yeah, it's always good to see a guy trying to you know knock eat, down eighteen inches of corn dog. Eat a corn dog while his friends make fun of him. Yeah, that's right. Um, I, because I'm a chickabee guy through and through, will tell you, you gotta go to the Millie's uh, place and get oh, the yeah. Polish plate. You're right about that. You I actually get the cabbage, the, uh, the the potato and cheese pierogi. No, and the no disrespect. No disrespect to anyone else uh, serving Polish food around the chickabee area. I yeah. still think Millie's is an outstanding Millie's, product. Great product. Great They're, product. Great product, Blue Seal. Mm-hmm. If you're gonna go kielbasa, oh uh, yeah. The, everyone speaks really highly of Bernat's, which I really haven't been to. Enough. Bernat's ke- uh, kielbasa is outstanding. 
Is it really? Yeah, they got a garlic kielbasa, which is fantastic. I used to also like uh, Garin's. Garin's meats on Fuller Road. They mm-hmm. had good kielbasa. Um, this is probably boring for you, huh, Molly? <laughs> but um, you're, now you're you're learning more about the Western Mass culture than you ever have. I am. I'm learning. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, because you're in... Uh, well, we won't say where you are, but you're <laughs> you're in a town that's really not known for its food at all, right? I mean, there's not there's nothing. Well, in there's the, a couple we're, places. We're in the town. home of Friendly's Ice Cream. Not that uh, I just yeah. gave it away, oh, you know, but you know, Rice's is a great place. Oh, Rice's. You can really pack down the old chow pipe down there. Really? Have you ever had a Rice's muffin top? No, I've never been to Rice's. Dude, really? Oh, Seriously? Gosh. Yeah, yeah. I've never oh, oh, man. I might have to bring you one tomorrow morning. Really? Marty. The muffin tops. It's not a full muffin. It's just the top of the muffin. Oh, it's the I best like the part of the muffin. Of the muffin. Exactly. It's the best part. Yeah, you don't, you're not, you don't have to worry about the uh, the stump. The stump is irrelevant. It's the top. Those are good. All right, let me uh, tell you something. <laughs> okay, thing, okay. I was at the beginning of, uh, of the lockdown during the beginning of COVID. Yeah. You know, I was trying real hard to, you know, maintain my weight, still looking good. Yeah, yeah. Still a strapping uh, young barrel-chested piece of this. You know what I'm talking you about? Look at guy back, sir. Yeah. And then one day I decided, huh. Wander over to Rice's. What, what kind of pies they have up uh, at, at Rice's. And uh, I couldn't make the decision between whether I wanted a fruit pie. Yeah. Or the chocolate cream pie. Oh, I like chocolate cream pie. It's another one of all-time yeah. pie. It was such a difficult decision. You got both? I got one of each. Well, now, that was move. that was the end of uh, of all of that, and uh, then I started to chew through the crust of the earth to get over there. That was the gateway drug back that into was the it. life of food? It was uh, rices and their pies. So rices? It's oh, fantastic. Yeah. Their breakfast sandwiches are so good, too. With the tandem bagels. Those are good, too. Really? Oh, so yeah. So good. Yes. I, I hear nothing but good things about this tandem bagel. I've never been there, either. I'm a so, celery stock guy. Yeah, well, listen. <clears throat> these are these are high-quality bagels. Which, by the way, another place. If you can't get the West Springfield Firefighters chili all year long, the chili at, um, the, chili at the celery stock in West Springfield is amazing. Yes. I'm, I'm sure it is. And my favorite thing about going there is the guy behind the counter who's been there for years. Pleasant fella. He is. He is. You know, he's actually a really great guy, but he so hates the customers. <laughs> and I get why, because I'm usually the dumb one that's I've been there a hundred times, you yeah. know, but I'll be in line and I'll be like, oh, I'm making a mistake. I know I'm making a mistake. And I start to get nervous. And he's conditioned me almost like the soup Nazi on Seinfeld. Yeah. It's, Conditioned, conditions you to not be a dumb customer. So you 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 realize that you kind of have to appreciate the level of no BS that that guy is, because he's made his own life easier. Oh yeah, and he's been open forever. Because if you do something stupid, he'll yeah. be like, "Ah, right, what? You know, no, you pay for that after." Oh, that's right, that's my bad. Okay, it's six twenty-six. Come to Conklin, or Conklin comes to you. It's uh, six twenty-nine. With Bax and Nagel, I'm Marty Caproni filling in for uh, one more, well, two more days today and tomorrow. Yep. And then uh, Molly finishes up her uh, internship on Friday when we do the uh, the best of Bax and, and Nagel. Yes. So then that's, that's it. it. Then I'm gone. I go then back to school. Back yeah. to school like Rodney Dangerfield. There's another reference you probably never seen. All right. <laughs> I'm going back to as school. As God is my witness, Dean Martin. <laughs> the paper's mine. It's a great. That is a great one. I've snapped back into watching all these old movies. Yeah, I told my kid about it. I was like, you have to see some of these. So uh, Dumb and Dumber was one of the ones I'm like trying to make a list of things. Like <laughs> Dumb and Dumber. 
you probably never seen it, right? I have. No, I've seen have? Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. You've got okay. brothers. I, I'm sure older brothers. I'm sure they've seen it. <laughs> yep. Tommy Boy. No. Oh, yeah, that's a that's a good one. All time. So I started watching Tommy Boy the other day, and I didn't realize the opening scene. Marquette. Yeah, that's right. Is that your actual alma mater in that in this opening scene of Tommy Boy, or is it just? Uh, in, yeah, no, that was it. That I was it. Fell over when I was there because you and I have talked even off air about some of the old tales of you and Chris Farley. So, yeah. um, what a great what a great movie. That's, Black Sheep, another one. That's that's a good one. Oh yeah, all those all those movies I try to uh, expose my kids to, and and, yeah. and some of them. Some of them they got, and then some of them they just simply didn't. Shrug and uh, you're like, Dad, what, do you, what is what is this? This is awful. Caddyshack, another great right. classic. I uh, I remember uh, what are you showing my to? oldest daughter the life of Brian oh, by my Monty God. Python. Brian, oh, it's still one of the funniest damn movies of all time. Uh, one of the funniest. What's the uh, with the uh, with the bu- with the bunny? Oh, that's uh, uh, <laughs> that's. That yeah, that's the Holy Grail. The Holy Grail. So yeah, that's one of my favorites. What does scenes. it do? Nibble your bum. <laughs> I love that one line. Of the favorite. <laughs> one of my favorite scenes. <laughs> so, see, but I think about this now, right? So your generation, what are the comedy movies in your generation that everyone has to watch? Like the staples. See, see, comedies are not that big of a <laughs> deal for them a, anymore. This is why I yeah. asked. That you could tell by the silence. That I'm screwed. Yeah. As a profession, this this thing's done <laughs> no, for me. Well, Comedy's over in about six years. I don't think, well, we, we, we'll we get into this some other time, but I don't think like the networks are interested in putting a whole lot of money and investing in in situation comedies anymore the way they used to on the networks. Well, so no, if you want to find com, you know, comedy, comedies, you may be able to find them on streaming services, but it's different. It's because they won't spend the budget to then make something funny and have it canceled. You know what I mean, and then yeah. have to answer to it. You like know? all, like all in the family today would never fly. Forget all in the family. Let's go closer. Tropic Thunder. No kidding. Not right? a, not a chance. I mean, you watch that movie. It's not that old of a movie. God dang, is that one of the funniest movies ever? You know what I mean. Yeah. You watch it, so funny, and you're like, they just made this right before. The whole idea of cancel culture. Yeah, and and no one has criticized Robert Downey Jr. as a result of it. No, no one. No one. But a hilarious. I mean, could you get more funny than playing <laughs> a black guy who's playing a black guy <laughs> in a like in the movie? But and you know what's what's funny? Hilarious performance. The entire cast, everyone, brilliantly written. Couldn't make it today. If you made it today, not a canceled chance. immediately. Yeah. Canceled. We got certified pre-owned Toyota sales. With truckloads arriving daily, they currently have over 325 new Toyotas in... It's 635 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It is time for news, and it's brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Go to Gary Rome Hyundai today. Get 0% financing on select models. So let me just uh, quickly say that uh, if I can scroll down and get to all the news I prepare... Ah, here we go. <laughs> Uh, officials yesterday identified Victor Nieves as the shooter in the murder-suicide that left a grandmother dead and two children with serious gunshot wounds on Monday. Nieves, 35, was the upstairs neighbor at 174 Berkshire Avenue. Horrific scene unfolded Monday afternoon. A spokesperson for the Henry County District Attorney, Anthony Galuni, confirmed that Nieves shot the children and their grandmother in cold blood before turning the gun on himself. One of the children, a 10-year-old girl, 
remains in critical condition after being transferred to a Boston Children's Hospital on Monday night after undergoing surgery for the gunshot wound to the chest. Uh, that's according to Ryan Walsh, the uh, Springfield Police Department spokesman. Another victim, a 12-year-old girl, hospitalized at Bay State in stable uh, condition after being uh, shot in the abdomen. The third sibling, a 5-year-old boy, escaped injury uh, but was still uh, was still seen by medical professionals, just to be sure. Uh, James Lydon identified the children's grandmother as Kim Fairbanks, 52. She was uh, minding the three children while the children's parents were at work when Nieves came charging downstairs, banged on the door. He also fatally shot the family dog. It is unclear what prompted this uh, this rampage. Uh, police say Nieves had a minimal uh, criminal history, uh, motor vehicle charge in 2017, and a poor and a prior illegal gun charge dating back to 2011. He lived upstairs with a woman who ran uh, screaming from the home after the shooting occurred, uh, but she was unharmed. But I, the, the the more you, I was reading the story throughout the day yesterday. It's like what a just a horrible horrible tragedy like there's no explanation as to what sparked this or why he did it or why he shot at the kids and the dog uh or or the grandmother but just i never just a bizarre situation i never like if you're that mad and you want to take yourself out i okay why do you why do you take out i I don't know i really never under i never did we had that happen years ago in chicopee the guy named the grockmals that's right you remember that i do killed all his kids he is the he asked his kids to come over the house and they all showed up and then he killed there was one kid that was just like yeah i'm not gonna go see my dad yeah and and is the only one that survived you know terrible uh, terrible uh a springfield man was arrested after police seized, seized more than two kilos of cocaine and two guns from three locations in springfield and south hadley According to a news release sent to 22 news yesterday state police uh spokesperson said that uh 28 year old gerald smith of uh, Springfield was arrested and charged with trafficking cocaine and conspiracy to violate narcotic laws. Where do you see that in this story? Uh, uh, the arrest following uh, the execution of three search warrants in Springfield and South Hadley led to the seizure of approximately 2,070 grams of cocaine that was divided into two bricks. Now, that's a lot of math for a guy like me. I, well, I was just going to say I've never done cocaine, so I, I know a kilo is a lot, but I don't know how much it is. Uh, I don't know how much a, a brick. Is that like a personal use? Like, uh, I think hey, it, we're going to have a great weekend. We got a kilo. Probably not, right? I think a kilo is probably more for, uh, like, if you were having a very large gathering of of coke heads. Uh, and <laughs> a it, convention, it, if you will. Yeah, more. it's more than just, like, I'm having, like, three or four guys over to watch the ball game. Yeah, that's, yeah, it, yeah. that's, that's a kilo is too much. Well, listen, like, a lot of my friends I grew up with did a lot of illicit drugs, and I remember always referring to an eight ball, which I still don't know how much cocaine an eight ball is, but I know they used to be, like, you got an eight ball. Yeah. And then I'd talk to them the next day, and they'd be like, and then we got another eight ball, and now we're trying to get another eight ball. Right. And I was well, like, we are going to have a whole pool. Coming table. up next hour, we're going to have all this explained to us by uh, former cartel leader Pablo Escobar. Oh, great. And, uh, we'll El Chapo mine. will explain all of it to you. It's like a, it's introduction to hard drugs 101. <laughs> That's exactly what we're looking to do today. Uh, the fire department in Orange was called to a Walmart on East Main Street concerning a motor vehicle collision with potential entrapment Monday night. According to authorities, upon arrival, they found a vehicle had driven across the parking lot, over the grassy island, jumped a sidewalk, and went through the wooden guardrail, a chain-link fence, and then ultimately ended up in the Walmart retention pond. There's a Walmart retention pond? Yes. 
Now, whenever I'm at a Walmart, <laughs> oh God, I know. <laughs> whenever I'm in a Walmart, I'm always looking for excuses to get out of it. Yeah. Uh, but having to drive uh, through a chain link fence, a guardrail, and into the retention pond seems to be a little bit of an overplay. <laughs> okay, I have to say, I have to tell you this story now. The Chickabee Walmart is an embarrassment, right? We roundly all agree. Have you ever been there? I have been there. It is. It's. It's to, it leads like all of the WalMarts in the country at some point or something for police calls and everything else. Do you remember the uh, our surfer, our Connecticut River surfer? Yeah. So when that happened, the the account on Instagram was the Springfield MA sucks account. Yes. Did you follow them? Oh yeah. <laughs> I follow them too. I lo- I love that account by the way. Whoever runs it, mwah, chef's kiss. You're yeah. doing the Lord's work. <laughs> The other day, they posted, and it's so disgusting. I'm sorry. If you're driving to work or you're drinking your coffee, put it down. They posted (laughs) a lady had taken a number two, shall we say? Yes. Right in the aisle at the Walmart, and then another lady came. By the way, the the number two is not one of the items at the snack bar. (laughs) No, no. It's not a dinner combo or a lunch combo at the uh, in-store subway. She took a number two, and then another lady came and stepped right in. Oh, yeah. And they posted it on that account. Somebody sat there, watched this all happen, and was like, I mean, I should probably call somebody, but at the same time, let's just stake this out with my camera and get some good content for that. (laughs) I kind of want to see where this is going. Oh, my God. That that account is going. Whoever funnels their information to that account. The one I I saw the other day that I thought was kind of funny. Oh, it was a... There was some guy who had, there was this big puddle. Okay. And, uh, you know, it was a nice hot day, and the guy decided to cool off. And it's like, oh, it's I saw right this. on the side of the street, cars are going by. Yes. He takes off uh, his shoes or whatever and just lies down the puddle to cool down. It's, it was somewhere, everyone in the comments is saying it was over near O'Brien's, <laughs> which is like one of my favorite places. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah, the guy's just laying in the parking lot puddle in the middle wow. of the day. That, that account is is wonderful. Uh, we're just talking about the Big E. The countdown to the Big E is on. Opening day exactly one month away. Gates at the Eastern States Exposition open on September 15th. That is my birthday. Uh, oh, I, will, I, really? will, I will accept presents. Oh. Uh, but you can always see crews hard at work turning uh, the fairground into uh, the mini city known as the Big E. Well, one of the things they told you yesterday, Gene Cassie said that... Uh, is that on certain days it is the second largest city in Massachusetts, and I totally believe that. But, of course, if you're driving th- there now, you're going to find all kinds of road construction sure. happening, a lot of it. Well, apparently, uh, road construction will be paused during oh. the Big E, so you're not going to have to fight that on top of all the other uh, you know, traffic issues that Something are involved. That makes sense. Yes, Common so sense. there you go. So if you're worried about all this you know, incomplete road construction, uh, don't no bother. Did it's ever, all going to be f- working out fine. Did you ever notice though that Memorial Live in West Springfield is never complete? It's it's like one of those road construction things that's never completed, and or they might not be doing it, but it's the road's always in terrible condition. And I'm always like, why when the rest of the roads are nice is this one so bad? But you think about it, if it's the second biggest city in Mass for the for three weeks, yeah. The amount of traffic that that thing hits for three weeks well, has to tear that road up. 
No disrespect to uh, to Westside because you know, I've spent my uh, more than enough time over no, there. Talk trout. You want to start a feud? They're across the river. You yeah. Start well, a feud? you know, Will Reichelt and Ned Sullivan came here with donuts last week. I don't want to. I don't want right. to call the crap okay. on it. But I have never known West Springfield to be finished. There's always something for that town to do. Like it's always a work in progress. Well, like, wouldn't like it be nice town. to have a city that you could run and say? We seem to be done here. I like the town that I did a I did a, a show years back for their dog park to raise money for their dog park. Yep. Uh, and I met their mayor, young guy, Mayor Will. Will Reichelt. Yep. Yeah. Uh, lovely guy. I, I like oh, he's, he's the greatest. I think he's absolutely a fantastic dude. I like the town, but we need a feud here at the state. You know what I'm saying? We need... What are you? What are you lobbing grenades across the river right I'm now? I'm trying to think. I'm trying to pick a town. I mean, poor Ware and Palmer. We beat up on them all the time. Yeah, but well, there's really nothing over the river that we're making fun of. No, I mean, we, I, we, you know what? We should. West Springfield's a nice town. We should maybe go up the river and hit Holyoke. Maybe. What do you think? No, uh, beat up another another punching bag too much. Yeah, I mean, why, why, kick, why kick a place when it's down? How about Westfield? No, Westfield likes us too much. We're very popular really? in the Westfield. Yeah. Who can we feud with? Otis. That's right, Otis. Otis. We're looking at you. Nothing going on in Otis yeah. that, that can't be done someplace else. We're looking at you, you scumbags up around <laughs> that scumbag <laughs> reservoir. <laughs> you go, why don't you go water ski on some uh, yeah. backup drinking supply, you losers? Yeah, See, I'm, that's I'd, what we need. I'd much rather piss off a place with a low population <laughs> rate. Smart. You're yeah, always thinking. Always thinking. You're always thinking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> about the forecast. Showers this morning, probably clearing up around 9 o'clock, but for the rest of the day, it'll be uh, cloudy, a high of 79. Tonight, partly cloudy. Areas of patchy fog with a low of 66. And for tomorrow, cloudy, a high of 79. It's uh, currently 65 degrees. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 6.55. And Paul McCartney with Bax and Nagel and Marty and Molly and on, uh, on Rock 102. You just keep growing. We're yeah. Keep adding names. <clears throat> Jim, Jim, the maintenance guy. Yeah. Next <laughs> week, you'll be uh, surprised to learn a guy named uh, Steve Nagel will uh, be joining I, us. I remember that remember guy. Remember him? The man <laughs> if, if he's, is like a vaguely in your mind. God bless him. He's got his toes in the sand, probably in good weather where it's not raining. Oh, yeah. No, I'm sure he's, he's having a great right. time. Hey, join Pat and the road crew this Friday from 7 to 9 at Free Music Friday at the MGM Plaza. Uh, one-time weekend, we'll be performing. Stop by uh, the Rock 102 table for your chance to win some cool prizes. The Plaza Bar will be open for, uh, for Free Music Friday, offering summer cocktails, beer, and non-alcoholic beverages. Visit TGIF Square. You'll find White Lion Wild Dandelion Beer Trailer, the new Shot Shed serving summer offerings from local distillers. Uh, Top Golf Swing Suite and Bar and Indian Motorcycle. Plus, Tap Sports Bar will be open before and after the concert, as well as the uh, the Tap Patio Bar uh, to buy drinks on the go. So you don't have to sit around just uh, locked to uh, lock there. You can uh, walk around and have yourself some fun. You know what makes me laugh every time is uh, Shot Shed. Shot Shed. <laughs> because I, I can't, I think of like, let's say you go down and you're like, I'm going to have a couple drinks. But I got to drive, so I'm being responsible. But you get pulled over, you know, the cops always ask you the first question, like, where are you coming from? Yeah. Like you could be like, where are you coming from? MGM. I'm coming from Tap Sports Bar. Probably fine. Where are you coming from? The shot shed? <laughs> Put your hands behind your back. <laughs> no one goes to a shed yeah. to do shots because they're responsibly drinking. It's like, like you would never tell a cop, yeah, I'm just coming back from his crack house. Right. Yeah, yeah, I would never do that. Shot shed sounds like me and my friends when we were 15 years old and someone got a hold of their dad's bottle of pop cough. <laughs> where are we meeting? We're meeting in uh, Steve's shed. All right. You know. <laughs> 
<laughs> in my buddy's tool shed. Hey, how uh, can you smell like how can you smell like Mr. Boston's lime <laughs> vodka? Oh my God, Mr. Boston was a that was an important part of my youth. My mine too. Yes. Yeah. Um, hey, just so we know, I, I mean, I don't want to keep swinging, but you know, just putting them on notice. I just pulled up uh, Otis. Yeah. 312th out of 351 cities for population. We found <laughs> where we need to have our feud. Yeah, I think we can take them. Yeah. I yeah. think, I think in, a, in a cage fight, I, I put Springfield or East Longmeadow or any of those other yes. towns yeah. uh, up against Otis any day. That's right. You up there at your reservoir and your big <laughs> pond, you're on notice. You better walk, walk real careful with us. Uh, just after 7 o'clock, we're going to be talking to Jerry, Jerry Shirley, the original drummer for Humble Pie. He joined the band when he was only 17 years old with crazy. Peter Frampton and the late Steve Marriott. and A great, great band. Uh, Humble Pie Legacy is coming to the Big E, the 18th and 19th. This is the band that Jerry has put together, uh, handpicked these, uh, these guys to represent Humble Pie. Very, very cool. And we'll be talking to him in just a few minutes on Rock 102. The following takes place between 7 a.m. And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your grilling headquarters, Weber, Big Green Egg, Uni Pizza Ovens, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, if my employer were paying me $102.80 million over the next 11 years, there are certain things that I would do and certain things that I would avoid. And among those things that I would not do would be to violate the terms of my employment by acting like a morally repugnant dirtbag. If I were being paid $16.5 million a year, I would be the single most law-abiding citizen you'd ever seen, just to ensure that the checks continue to clear. Acting like a knuckle-dragging Neanderthal and having my questionable behavior spark an investigation would suggest that I'm either A, an idiot, or B, I lack the moral character to know the difference. This week, the Tampa Bay Rays play shortstop Wander Franco on their restricted list after a slew of comments on his social media questioned the alleged nature of an inappropriate relationship that he currently has with a younger woman in the Dominican Republic. Wander Franco is 21 years old. Without knowing many of the details, I can tell you that the age of consent in the Dominican Republic is 18 years of age, and neither Major League Baseball nor does the Dominican government investigate these kinds of things unless... There is a compelling amount of evidence to suggest that a guy like Wanda Franco is having an inappropriate relationship with someone who is well below the age of consent. If he is, then Wanda would be breaking a long list of laws and violating specific clauses in his already bloated Major League contract. Again, very few details, but it doesn't take more than a quick Google search to understand what's going on here. And regardless of the details, it isn't good. You see, a 21-year-old man should probably be focused on more age-appropriate relationships rather than those that could result in jail time or registering your address with authorities. There's a whole population of perfectly nice adult women who would love to meet a guy with a $182 million contract. And you'll have a whole lifetime ahead of you in which dating a woman four years younger than you or more might be completely acceptable. But now is not that time. I would suggest instead to perhaps focus on baseball rather than focusing on an illegal and morally questionable relationship with someone who might not be old enough to have their learners permit. Because that, my friends, is sketchy as hell. But hey, and if I'm I yapping, sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. The DeWalt Compact Drill Driver Kit. Save 40 bucks. The DeWalt Circular Saw. 
saving 40 bucks. The DeWalt Power Tools, save 40 bucks at Rockies with your Ace Rewards card. The DeWalt Reciprocating Saw, Angle Grinder, you're saving 40 bucks right now at your neighborhood Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 7-Eleven and the Talking Heads with Bax, Nagel, Marty, and uh, Molly, too, on Rock 102. Uh, the Biggie is right around the corner. It begins on September 15th. We've already talked about that already. And yeah. I'm not, uh, I'm not, uh, <clears throat> not pointing out uh, names or mentioning anything, but that is the day, my birthday, uh, the 15th. Hey, you know what's not at the Biggie? What? There's no Otis building. Uh, they may have the the, the, the Otis Day in uh, at the Big E. They don't have Otis Day. Uh, come to the Big E. The sh- <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm just starting to the start. The taste I'm of Otis. To, I don't know. I'm trying to start it's, this. I'm looking right, right at you, Otis. What are you going to do? Uh, Humble Pie Legacy is going to be playing two shows at uh, at the Big E. Jerry Shirley one of the, is one of the original members of Humble Pie. Was in that band with uh, you, you know, Peter Frampton and the late Steve Marriott. Great, great band back from uh, the, the 60s and 70s. And uh, he has put together a band that will play Humble Pie music. But Jerry's background is remarkable. He's in a, a band called uh, uh, Fast Way. He also played on Sid Barrett's two solo records. Uh, this has me geeked out, that a- stuff. And uh, Jerry is on the phone with us right now. Good morning, Jerry. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? Very, very good. I can't believe that uh, you guys are going to be coming to the Big E in September, the 18th and 19th, uh, Humble Pie Legacy. The Big E. Yeah. The Big E. This yeah. is a, it's a it's a it's a big. Get. How do you like uh, cream puffs and uh, corn dogs? <laughs> um, well, yeah, I, I've had a corn dog in the past. Oh, and yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Oh, Jerry, you're gonna have. It's, 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 how many pe- how many people attend the Big E? Oh, uh, you know, hi, Jerry. This is Marty. I'm uh, filling in with uh, Bax this week. Um, <laughs> the Big E is one of the biggest fairs in the country. I, it gets well over a million people throughout the course of the fair. Yeah, so there'll wow. there'll be a lot of people there. There definitely will be. Yeah, well, oh, I'm looking forward to the guys getting there. You, you realize I, I'm not actually playing in the band. It's the um, it's my repre- my presentation of Humble Pie. Oh, okay. Under the name of Humble Pie, le- le- the legacy of Humble Pie. Gotcha. So you you would did you have a hand in picking all these people who are you who are carrying on the music? Yeah, that's awesome. That's yeah, kind of cool. Basically, yeah. What what we what we've done for for medical reasons I won't go into. I won't get boring with you on that. But I can't play anymore for ninety minutes. I mm. can, I have my hip hips replaced. And they're great. I get my mobility's back. I'm walking fine, everything like that. But playing drums for ninety minutes, they haven't adapted well to doing so. Sure. Yeah. And um, I had other family reasons why I didn't play for a long while. So I really was pretty much done with being on the road for a number of reasons. Yeah. Good. However. you know, there was quite a demand for our music's building. And um, do you want? Are we taping this? Is that? How we're oh yeah. Doing it? Oh yeah. We are. Okay. So, do, are we taping already? We're taping already. <laughs> oh, cool. Okay. We don't. We don't. It. Well, I was in radio myself once. I just wanted to make sure we were. Um, oh yeah. No, you. You know, you know how that works. <laughs> I saw that when yeah. I was when I was looking uh, you up. You were uh, at a classic rock station too in Cleveland, huh? Yeah, yeah. 
for, for about seven years up in Cleveland. Did very well, had a lot of fun, uh, made a lot of money for charity in the process and did generally had a good time. So, and I learned how how radio works from from your guy's side, you know, which was it was fascinating because we as artists don't know what this jockeys go through, you and, know. And, uh, and, and yet you and yet, you have to do what you have to do. And yet you still want to talk to radio guys after that experience. <laughs> a lot of guys are trying to you know do it and avoid it forever. <laughs> you, oh dear! You know what's funny, well, Jerry? You know, I, 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 I'm yeah. I'm very yeah. similar to you. I, I'm a comedian by trade, and I came in here doing a promo yeah. appearance, and now I have never left. Now I'm stuck <laughs> filling in for these guys when each of them take vacation. So I, I, I learned it both oh, ways okay. as well. <laughs> we, we used to have a spot in the morning where they'd bring in um, the week on a weekly, I think it was every Wednesday morning, they'd bring in the comedian that was appearing at the comedy house or whatever it was called in cleveland that week yep and of course being comedians they would be up late so they didn't appreciate getting up at <laughs> you know, six seven o'clock in the morning yeah and sometimes as you would know, you know comedians aren't always funny when the first thing in the morning especially <laughs> and i felt bad for the poor guys and sometimes i'd be I was used to getting up at that time by then, which was unusual for musicians. But, um, <laughs> you, you know, you know who, be... Jerry, you know who okay. knows that comedians aren't always funny? All of our listeners. <laughs> they now know that because they, they've heard, now that they know me, they're like, I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. Jerry, I want, I want I want to ask you about the I, I want to ask you about the band yeah. here a little bit because you know what what people may or may yeah. not know about Humble Pie is this really kind of was somewhat of a supergroup between you know Steve Marriott being with the Small Faces and you know Peter Frampton uh, yeah. with the uh, with the Herd and and uh, and and and, uh, and Greg Ridley with Spooky Tooth. You were seventeen years old when you joined that band. That seems I know it happens. It just seems like at seventeen, were you really? Ready for this kind of thing? Um, not well. Apparently, I was, but I didn't think I was. I, I was very unsure. Um, by the way, I was actually sixteen when we when we first <laughs> yeah. formed. We'd been together for a couple of months when I finally turn, turned seventeen. But I was convinced that it was like you know what we had a friend staying with us at the time, and he was. Um, sharing my uh, he was in a spare bed in my room when we talk at night about it and i was a nervous wreck and i'd say to him they're going to find out they're going to i'm going to get caught they're going <laughs> to realize that i'm not good enough and, and he just was so cool he just said look you wouldn't have got this far if you didn't have something going for you just do what you do and you'll be fine and to be fair the three guys who were already famous, who had already experienced the highest level of, 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 of fame and, and, and recognition in England, anyway, were all wonderful towards me. They, you know, they treated me absolutely like an equal. They gave me opportunity to uh, arrange the songs, which is something I've had quite a flair for back then yeah and and write music too they were just we were f 
four equals, uh, as far as we were concerned, yet in the public eye, it was like, yeah, they've got Steve Marriott, yeah, they've got Peter Frampton, <laughs> they've got all these superstars, and Greg Ridley, and they've got Jerry Shirley. <laughs> who, who in hell, who's that? Uh, only 16? Yeah. So, um, but it worked out. It, it did. It was, um, in fact, some of the early uh, rehearsals we did, I wish now we'd have recorded because they were some of the best jams we ever did. And when we were first playing together, it was just fantastic. It kept getting better, but there were some moments there when I'd say, go home afterwards and say, Man, I've just formed, I just, sorry, I just joined the best man in the world. We were that hot. Yeah, yeah. And, but of course, there was a lot of other bands that were just forming that were the best bands in the world. Uh, the competition we were up against at that time was Crosby, Stills, Nash, uh, Led Zeppelin. <laughs> heard know, of them, uh, heard of those guys. <laughs> yeah, but how they? But those guys no, went nowhere. Was, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like, uh, hello? We've got to be that good? <laughs> You, uh, you, oh dear! You did a lot of other stuff, you know, during your career, like, uh, like, like, uh, you know, the, the Sid Barrett albums you played on, which you know I, I've heard both yeah. of those records. You know, Marty's a huge Pink Floyd fan, and uh, you know, I, I know there's a lot of lot said about Sid, especially at that point in his life, where you know he may or may not been you know fully cognizant of what was going on around him. But when whenever I've listened to those songs, I you you start to understand that when they talk about Sid Barrett being a genius of those times, those songs really do stick out. There, I mean, there was something incredibly special about his level of talent. Tell us about about that experience playing on both those records. Well, first of all, I, play, I did play on both, but I played more on the second, second one. one than the first one. Uh, my good friend Willie Wilson, who's the drummer with Sutherland Brothers and Quiver, for a long time, was actually played more drums on the first the button called Madcap Laughs, and I did play some. I, I, I played bass on some of the first one, but then when it got to the second one, I played most of the live drums or the overdubbed drums. We did a lot of the drumming as an overdub because Sid was so unpredictable. <laughs> that David would record him singing and playing the song to the best, to its best organized, as, as organized as he could get it, and then he would play it back to me through the cans, and and he'd learned it by heart, when- inside out, so, so that he would, he would conduct me through it, so that when it went up in tempo or down in tempo, he would conduct me literally so because there's no way it would be too time consuming for me to try and learn it as unpredictable as it was and so i just went with dave's conducting and um we got it done when you say david you did some live things where it was all of us playing at once and that was my favorite track called gigolo aunt was the great song with me on drums as it is. It's great. Uh, uh, Dave was playing bass. Rick Wright was on keyboards. Sid Barrett 
and me. G- that was it. Well, a great lineup. Jerry, when you say... And, 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 and the thing is, his, his songwriting was just so wonderful, and a lot of those songs went back to when he was a young lad, you know, 15, 16 years old, apparently. I found out afterwards that... I mean, he'd just been writing songs that were so different, so original, compared to what else was being written at the time. But that's where his real talent was in the writing, and lovely... Lovely man, too. Jerry, when you say Dave, are you referring to David Gilmore? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Who, who single-handedly, just so you know, is my rock uh, hero, icon, I think the best rock guitarist in the history of all time. Just hearing somebody that's on a first-name basis like, hey, Dave, is uh, <laughs> surreal to me. That's how uh, much of a fan I am of, of David Gilmore. Uh, the fact that... Yeah, well, David for a long time, but to his old old mates was Dave. Was yes, to call him Dave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'd be like being able to call John Lennon Jack. You know, like <laughs> Jack Lennon. <laughs> well, he's he's just such a lovely, down to earth, dear dear friend. He's been he's been like a big brother to me ever since. Because at that time, he'd only just when I first met him. Right before I got the job with Humble Pie, he just got the job in '68 with um, with Pink Floyd. Yeah. So he and I, although there was an age difference, our careers were very similar. In we started together to get recognised, and then we started to succeed in America at a similar time, and then. He went off into the stratosphere, <laughs> and um, I, I sort of mumbled along. I, I, I stumbled, stumbled by. <laughs> the uh, the Jerry Shirley presents humble pie, humble pie like the Jerry Shirley presents humble pie legacies coming to the Biggie on the 18th and 19th of uh, of the festival. Jerry, it's a real pleasure to talk to you. Appreciate uh, the time today, and best of luck with this tour. And please. Um, Remember that the four guys that are playing are handpicked by me, Bobby Marks on drums, Ivan Bodley on bass, Dave Bucket Colwell, who'd been with Bad Company before and with Humble Pie, oh, the wow. last record we made with me and, and, and Greg, he was in, and Jim Stately is the lead singer now, and it's a great band. Please go and see it. And one day in the future, I'm hoping to be able to get up and play occasional songs here and there. Well, that'd be great. That'd be great. Jerry, thank you so much. Thanks, Jerry. We appreciate it. 7.30 with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni and Molly the intern on uh, on Rock 102. Molly, how are we doing on the uh, the TikToks? We haven't even mentioned that yet. We haven't. We are at 1,049 followers. <laughs> I mean, uh. honest to God. But who's, who's kicking ass right now more than us? I can't uh. even imagine. Got to have our dancing shoes on. Yeah. What are we doing that tomorrow? Whenever you guys want to. We've had a couple suggestions. A lot of people want to see you guys do the chicken dance. Yeah. Chicken dance. I was thinking something. That is a classic. But, you know, I was thinking maybe something a little less. Activity. Yeah. You know, my age. You know, the chicken dance could be. I could throw a I could pull out a hip. Could you imagine being at the doctor's office and just be like, what? So you tore your labrum doing the chicken dance. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> you got to do it for the TikTok. 
Yeah, I know, but you see, putting myself in a hospital for the TikTok <laughs> doesn't just seem to be like a, like an even deal. Ah, you got to be a company guy. There's been see. some requests for the Macarena. Is that better? How do you how do you say I'm too, I'm not uh, healthy enough for the Macarena? One of those two old guys did the Macarena first. Yeah, but then the Macarena is I feel like that's very dated. I feel like they're almost making fun of us by suggesting that. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll figure something out. I, yeah. I you know this. There's time to, uh, People time to are put excited that together. To see it. I don't know why, but yeah, <laughs> some of them are. We've made something successful. Hey, you know what I noticed, by the way, speaking of social media? I've noticed a lack of people messaging me. Now, I did get one message. I got a message from a gentleman here who said that uh, he doesn't eat chili all year until the Big E, and he gets the station chili uh, at the Big E. That's how much he He's, raves about the chili. He didn't now, want uh, any other chili to... Uh, to damage the, the flavor that's, of that? That's what it sounds like. Don't want the comparison? That's what it sounds like. Mm. But let me tell you, sometimes the story is in what you don't have in your inbox on Instagram. And I don't have one message from anybody in Otis standing up for itself. Well, that's because most people in Otis don't have electricity. That's true. Or so, running water. Right. Exactly. So internet. Wait, wait. When these guys get internet, they're going to be thrilled. <laughs> they're going to be real bummed about Kurt Cobain. But other than that, they're going to be real... <laughs> <laughs> News is next on Rock 102. With Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni and Molly the intern on Rock 102, it's time for news brought to you by Naples Home Buyers. They buy homes as is and offer solutions to any problems. Naples Home Buyers. Yesterday we told you about this uh, very tragic situation that happened in uh, Pine Point. Officials yesterday identified Victor Nieves as the shooter in a murder-suicide left a grandmother dead and two children with serious gunshot wounds. Uh, Nieves, 34, was the upstairs neighbor at 174 Berkshire Avenue, where a horrific scene unfolded on Monday afternoon. A spokesperson for the Hamden County DA's office confirmed that Nieves shot the children and their grandmother in cold blood before turning the gun on himself. One of the children, a 10-year-old girl, remains in critical condition after being transferred to Boston Children's Hospital on Monday night and uh, after undergoing surgery for a gunshot wound to the chest. Uh, another victim, a 12-year-old girl, hospitalized at Bay State in stable condition after being shot in the abdomen. The third sibling, a 5-year-old boy, escaped injury, uh, thankfully. Uh, James Lydon from the Springfield Police identified the children's grandmother as Kim Fairbanks, 52. She was minding the three children uh, while their parents were at work. When Nieves came charging downstairs, banged on the door, at which point he started shooting uh, everybody and the family dog. It is unclear what prompted this rampage police said nievis had only a minimal criminal record with a motor vehicle charge in 2017 and a prior illegal gun charge back in 2011 nievis lives upstairs from the woman who uh, went, uh, who ran screaming from the house after the shooting occurred uh witness says that person was unharmed uh a springfield man arrested after police seized more than two kilos of cocaine and two guns from three different locations in springfield and south hadley according to a news release sent to 22 news from uh, the state police, uh, 28-year-old Jarrell Smith of Springfield arrested and charged with trafficking cocaine and conspiracy to violate narcotics laws. The arrest followed the execution of three search warrants in Springfield and South Hadley that led to the seizure of approximately 2,070 grams of cocaine that was divided into two bricks. Smith was arrested on uh, Hague Avenue in South Hadley and arraigned at uh, Eastern Hampshire District Court in Belchertown. Smith's home on Arthur Street in Springfield was searched and police seized an additional amount of 160 grams of suspected cocaine and two illicit handguns. One of the guns had a fully loaded 30-round extended magazine, and it was equipped uh, equipped with a laser sight. 
Uh, these all seem like clues to me. Uh, additional charges are pending for the extra quantity of cocaine and the possession of firearms. Law enforcement may also pursue charges against another South Hadley resident in connection with this case. The third location of the uh, search warrant was not disclosed. But um, I don't know. Uh, that seems like an awful lot of cocaine. So like like that even like Charlie Sheen would say, whoa, whoa, I can't get <laughs> I can't get through that all today. I can't have that much cocaine in my tiger blood. Um I had a uh, listener uh, send me a nice Instagram. Yeah. Because I asked, because I said I don't really understand this, the cocaine, put it in perspective. He said a kilogram is 2.2 pounds. So 2.2 okay. pounds of cocaine. So if you had two kilograms, you have almost five pounds of cocaine. Am I crazy or is that a lot of cocaine? I mean, it seems like a lot of cocaine. Now, I don't know much about it but i do know it was funny that this person who messaged me happened to be awake at 6 30 in the morning to be able to message me that well uh, awake <laughs> like he just woke up or awake like it's kind of the end of his day <laughs> <laughs> it might be just the middle of his next three days i don't know because some of my biggest coke-headed friends were not the yeah. ones that went to bed early that i night. clarify i'm not accusing this guy of being a co cocaine because at no point uh did he try to talk about businesses that he wanted to start yeah. with me but he could just, in fact, be like an expert on the metric system. He might be. He might just be a metric system guy. But 2.2 pounds, that I know, not knowing anything about cocaine, it's a lot of anything. That's a joke. It suggests, along with the, uh, along with the gun, that uh, there might be some connection to a drug trade. This wasn't a personal use situation. No, it's not something you stock up for the weekend. No, I mean, unless, like, you're having a, unless it's like you know, two weddings in a row. Planning on a great weekend, got myself five pounds of cocaine, who wants to hang out? Yeah. I mean, yeah. listen, even the Guns N' Roses tour bus in 1987 <laughs> couldn't handle two kilos of cocaine. How much do you think a kilo of cocaine is cost is worth i, would I don't Google know it, but it's, I don't it's know been so long it. since i bought it by the kilo I, right. I, <laughs> so I don't know i always said i would never do cocaine because i said uh, i knew i had an addictive personality you know yeah and i said the first time i did like one little bit of it i know within six months i'd be walking around my house in a silk robe like the guy from boogie nights and i'd be like I want him dead. I want him dead. I'd have $6 million in the walls of my house. I'd be flying it up from Columbia to have a whole operation. <laughs> You'd be playing Night Ranger all night. <laughs> Sister Christian. <laughs> <laughs> a uh, certificate to launch fireworks was suspended for an individual after an investigation was conducted. According to uh, the Massachusetts Department of Fire Services, Christopher J. Wheeler is prohibited from performing any work regulated under the fireworks certificate of competency for the next three years. Wow. The state fire marshal suspended his license on August 9th after an investigation conducted by the Pittsfield and Eastfield Fire Departments, along with the Massachusetts Department of Fire Services Code and Compliance and Enforcement Unit. Wheeler, who was implied, uh, employed by the Central Maine Pyrotechnics, was a licensed fireworks shooter of uh, displays on May 26th in Pits Pittsfield and June 24th in East Hampton. He waived his right to a hearing and acknowledged that he lit unignited shells by hand using a torch or battery or both oh gosh. that's according to the uh, state fire marshal uh jake wark in pittsfield uh the squ the squibs small electrically fired chargers that are supposed to be ignited uh the firework shells were the wrong connectors and in east hampton the squibs were popping out of their ports no injuries or fires were caused by these incidents but as a result He's now losing his license. It's required in Massachusetts that fireworks displays 
have to be electronically uh, electrically fired and that the and that the firing units wiring and connections be adequately maintained under the state's comprehensive fire safety code you can't blast these things off by hand <laughs> that's I, I mean let's Jason Pierre Paul is on your is on your crew. <laughs> You're not supposed to be putting them in your hand and then lighting them. I just picture uh, them at the end of the hearing being like, "And it's back to sparklers and bang snaps for you, sir." <laughs> and the guy holding up his last three fingers, saying, yeah. "I understand and accept responsibility." <laughs> <laughs> how many months? Do you, how many months you lose your license? Five, and it can only hold up two fingers. <laughs> Uh, last month, Mass Live welcomed roughly a dozen local high school students interested in journalism to its Springfield office as part of the New England Public Media's Media Lab program. The Media Lab is a youth-trained initiative that teaches high school students from the greater Springfield area interested in journalism how to create audio, video, and digital stories. Mass Live took part in the initiative so that they could learn how to do it, too. Uh, actually, they were... Uh, <laughs> It's a little shot. I know, a little bit of a shot. Anyway, but apparently Mass Live was helping students uh, understand how to uh, use all this technology and bring you some of the finest uh, journalism imaginable uh, to the area. So that's kind of cool. You know, these youngsters learning a thing or two about uh, journalism from the people who do it all the time. Well, the, uh, the, uh, the future is bright for them. They can get to report on a ton of shootings every day. Yeah. <laughs> All the good news that we get to bring to you to you every day. <laughs> okay, now uh, as far as like accuracy in reporting goes, that's that's for next semester. Yeah, you don't yeah. need to know that right now. Yeah. Oh, what's uh, Steve's favorite one that he, he shoots at twenty two news? He always goes. He goes. He always goes at him saying, "I saw it. I saw it over here." <laughs> yes. The, what you saw. That's what people want to know. They don't want to know the truth or facts. They want to know what you saw and how you interpret what just happened. <laughs> Oh, God. It's going to be uh, cloudy today. Uh, no real rain, thank God. Uh, but the, uh, well, I mean, no, well, there's a little bit of rain right now, but it, by the afternoon, there'll be no more rain. A high of 79 tonight, becoming partly cloudy with areas of fog. Uh, low of 66, then for tomorrow, cloudy, a high of 79. It's six. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 751 and Guns and Roses with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni and Molly the Intern. Uh, Steve is back on Monday, so prepare yourselves for that. He's uh, he's going to be well-rested after a well-deserved vacation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I don't think he's taking anything uh, off for a couple of months. That's it. I think, that's, I think he's exhausted all of his time. Oh, well, see you all later. Yeah. See you all later, listeners. <laughs> back to you guys forgetting I exist. Well, it'll be, it'll be great to discard you like a you snot rag. It really will. Be great <laughs> it to really does. It. it feels very thankless. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, there's, there's plenty of people that have enjoyed you being on the show. There's a few. Yeah. They've been actually really, really sweet. I actually, guess. people have been saying nice things about you too, Mom. Yeah, the only, the only person that no one's saying anything about is me. <laughs> they always say it about you, you though. Uh, they always say it. Yeah, I'm like a, like an old comfortable shoe. You just don't know how to get rid of it. But no. it, it's still no, after twenty eight years, it's just, you know. No, Listen, when you go to the cruise ship, no one's ever like, This captain is amazing. They're like the guy at the buffet was awesome. He gave me extra uh, uh, hot fudge for my Sunday. Yeah, no, no one has ever said yeah. Merrill Steubing is the best thing on this on right. this boat. Right, it's always the guy, the working in the restaurant or whatever. Yeah. So you know, we're working in the restaurant, and you're the captain of the ship. Oh, you know? well, that makes me feel a lot better because <laughs> you know I'm always the last one to go down when the ship hits <laughs> the, <ship laughs> the iceberg. Yeah, you, better, you better cling to that microphone as it crashes. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm not going to be that captain that's like the first one to jump off. And so I don't know what happened. Everybody, everybody was stalling. I, I didn't even know what was going on. Did you ever see the uh, the cruise ship is off the coast of Italy? That the captain, uh, he hit a rock. And, yeah, uh, that's whole, what I'm talking about. The, yeah, the, the coastal Concordia, whatever yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think that, you go, can you imagine, you get to this place in your career where they go, here's this billion dollar ship, we trust you, and it's really an easy job. All you got to do is not screw up. And the guy's like, sounds good. <laughs> Runs it aground like first week that he has yeah, it. And he's, and he's the first one off the ship. Yeah. And then people say, aren't you supposed to be the last one off a ship? Yeah. yeah I don't. I, I missed that day in class. I didn't get that note. Yeah. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> it's like, it almost reminded me of that uh, that John Lovitz character on Saturday Night Live. Oh, the, 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 uh, the, the perpetual liar. Yeah. <laughs> Weren't you supposed to be on the ship? I was on the, on the ship. ship. <laughs> I was there until the very last moment. <laughs> the, that, that character, and then uh, my other one was Mr. Subliminal. Oh, Kevin Neal. Kevin Neal. Yeah, great so stuff. So great. Great stuff. He's a great, but a stupid guy. We did that. <laughs> he did it. <laughs> so great. Uh, hey, check out uh, the daily podcast after uh, the show to get posted after 10 o'clock this morning. That way, if you missed any moment of, say, like that conversation or yeah. uh, the conversation with the uh, the guy from Humble Pie, you can always go back and listen to it on your schedule rather than ours. Also, check out Baxi's musical podcast this week. My guest is Andy Chernoff from the, uh, from the legendary band The Dictators, uh, the Christopher Columbus of punk. <laughs> Uh, he guys played with the Ramones. He's produced uh, bands like the Smithereens and Guided by Voices, and they got new stuff coming out uh, throughout oh. the remainder of the year. Really cool interview, and uh, you can check that out on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and rock102.com. Smithereens had a song that I loved. I bet you can find it on there. Uh, okay. uh, it was like a real popular hit in like 92, I want to say, something. Something like with you or girl with you, girl, girl, with you. girl like you, girl like you. Great song, great song. That's what we, I haven't I haven't heard that song really in year, and I haven't heard that song in probably fifteen years. The Smithereens actually had played at uh, Stern Square several years ago. Are you serious? Yeah, right before uh, their uh, singer Pat Denizio died. Ah, oh, what a great song! That was a great band. They had a lot of excellent songs. Many of them were not uh, were not hits, but that was that was a great band. Oh, here they go. I have it. I have it right have here. It? I oh, do. Well, I, see, I got it right I here. To, I get to hear. Ask and you shall receive. All right. This is it. Yeah, this is the one. Like even the guitar is nice. The riff and then the drums come in. Yeah, I always love this band. It's a great song. Yeah. Molly's looking at us like, "What is this?" I band? don't know this. You ever, ever hear this, Molly? Can't say I have. Oh my God! You know, like you, you're not a uh, see. You could be the one that brings us back. You could tell all your friends. This yeah, cool you, song. You, you could expose all kinds of youngsters to the smithereen. And then you know what they do? Yeah, listen to that. That's a, it's a good song. Right? Yeah. You see? Yeah. See. But then Molly brings it back, and then you know what's going to happen. One of these DJ guys is going to take it and remix it with the... Oh, I know. It'll be the next song on TikTok. <sighs> Would you like it to be? Yeah. I can yeah. make that maybe happen. That, maybe this could be our dance. I can try and make that happen. <gasps> I got our dance down. It just eventually came... Yes. Do this, and we do the walking man dance. Remember oh, the like 80s that. walking yeah. man dance? Like Genesis did Together. that. Yes, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Now we got our dance. Look All right. That. We figured it out. <laughs> it's settled. It's done. <laughs> it's 756.
with Bax and Nagel and Marty. And following takes place between Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 811 and Pat Benatar with Bax, Nagel, and Marty Caproni and Molly, the intern of Rock 102. Oh, I feel mortified, Bax. <laughs> Why? I feel a trust bond has been broken. <laughs> I feel I feel Molly has made me a laughing stock. Well, I mean, has Molly made you a laughing stock, or did you put yourself into position to become a laughing stock? Well, here's what I did. I put myself in a position to be a laughing stock, and I did not realize that Molly, like many of her generation, is very quick with a cell phone. Yeah. So earlier you had uh, read a piece of copy, and uh, we had discussed the band LFO, right. which is a boy band. Uh, I don't know how to describe them. But during the boy band craze of the early 2000s, they would be like if you ordered the Backstreet Boys on Wish. They were like, <laughs> they were the great value brand version of NSYNC. They gotcha. were the, right. they were not, and I'm not crapping on them. They had a better career than I'll ever have. But they were, they, they, it was not great music. What do you, what do you mean, better career than you'll ever have? Are, are they filling in for Steve Nagel when he goes on vacation? Fair point. Fair point. They might be after this. Because so. you, my friend, are nuzzling up to the sweet ass of success, is what you got. Kissing it right there on the lips. Right there. That's what you're doing. Well, let me say this. Uh, so I, on the commercial break, we always talk about the show between the show. Now, because of the advent of TikTok and Molly here, people get glimpses of the show between the show. So right. I had you play their big hit because their big hit was very funny because the second line in their hit was Chinese food makes me sick, which is hilarious to me that a guy is bragging about his MSG allergy in a boy band song <laughs> and somehow it became a platinum hit. But we, I had you play the song and we were looking at each other and I was making a goof like I was dancing to the song, like I was right. enjoying it. She edited it perfectly. She didn't get your response. That she just got you side eyeing the song as though it looks like I was impressed with the song, right? And then it looks like I'm having fun dancing. So you were having fun. I well, was. <laughs> I was having fun trying to get Bax's reaction. The, the, the camera speaks volumes. Uh, you know? I mean, you, you, so you, now you, people are going to go to TikTok and they're yeah. going to see this video. Not only is it from the side, and I'm all hunched over in the chair with a big fat gut. I look gross. Yeah. But it's me appearing to like this boy band. Hey, I posted it like 20 minutes ago. It's got 200 views. Already? Yes. Oh, See, and here you are Lord. making a public spectacle of yourself. Oh, my Lord. Go to Rock 102 on TikTok to see Marty Caproni oh. jamming see, out to LFO. See, like old farts like us wouldn't necessarily... We don't grab the phone right away. No, it's not our thought. If no. someone's hurt... If someone's hurt, we're like, let me run and help them. You know, remember I told you the story? Yeah. A guy fell off his motorcycle right outside the Atlas Pub. I was coming over from a show. Sure. Oh, I, maybe you were on vacation. I can't figure out who was on vacation all the time. But I told the story on the air. The guy fell, dumped his bike on the road. He was unconscious in the middle of the road. I'm like, he's going to get hit by a drunk driver. I jumped out, stood in front of him, had the flashlight on my phone, waving around so no cars would hit us. We got the guy up. The ambulance came to hold you generationally now and i'm not judging you molly but if i was in a different generation <laughs> i would have grabbed my phone and i would like TikTok. holy cow look at this guy hashtag yeah. crash hashtag well, dump his bike what i've learned here is that especially when nagel is here is that these two like to break out into song and i need to be prepared for that because that one video that i posted of you and steve singing it has like 1800 views because because we're terrific singers you really are oh, incredibly talented oh what song my god yes. sing? 
I don't even remember what song we were singing. I uh, honestly couldn't tell you, but I have I have like drafts of them just singing and stuff that are mm-hmm. ready to be posted when oh, I need it. Oh, But the people love it. Welcome to my nightmare now, Beth. They I love know. it. Oh, terrific. So I've trained myself to grab my phone when I think you guys are about to do something funny. But you know, I've never figured that out. Like a couple, remember that story a couple weeks ago where a truck uh, drove over the, the embankment oh, yeah, on the highway? Yeah. And they were... Well, somebody had uh, video footage right. of that happening. And you know they're in a car, and they're you know they're you know they're driving past it, and the over, the overpass is uh, uh, you know in front of them, and they see the the truck going over the guardrail. And then they leave. Well, <laughs> well no, the, the thing I don't understand is, in order to have caught that on video, you would have had to have been taking video of that guardrail long before this happened. Yeah. Like even even if it's like a half a second before this happened, it's like. Do do people just literally uh, sit in the passenger side of a, of a car, just taking video of what's in front of them, just in case something happens? Yeah, I would not. I it would. By the time I would grab my phone to take video of something like this, the guy would have it's already over. landed. Yeah, yeah. And it would have, it wouldn't have been a very good video. It's so. But see, this is what it is now. Everybody has a phone. Everybody has it on. Everybody's recording it all the time. That's one of the things that I've always said to. You know, every time there's like an incident of like police brutality or whatever, and everyone loses their mind, I said, "Look, there are ones that happen every day that I'm sure are bad. There are. Sure. However, you also have to keep in mind when everyone's like, it keeps getting worse. It's like, is it getting worse, or is it the fact that everybody has a damn camera on them now, so everybody's reacting differently because there's a camera on there's, them all the time? There's a certain truth to both." I mean, it, it, that, right. I, you know, policing is hard enough. Right. And, uh, but on the other hand, you're right. You know, when you see it, it's a whole lot worse than when you read about it. When you it. read about it. But in order, and, and, but I think in a situation like that, is, it's a little bit different because, you know, it, let's just say a, a, a suspect is getting a, a, a bit of a tune up. Uh, right. Getting, his, getting a little uh, physical correction. Uh, yeah, some correction a- uh, kicked into him. Yeah, it that will probably have gone on for a couple of seconds before you pull out your phone and take right. the video. In a situation like the truck going over the, over the embankment, it's almost as if you're expecting something to fly off that embankment right, right. and land, you know, sixty feet down. Yeah, you, like that's what I, that's what I'm thinking. That's the thing I don't understand. It's like how do you anticipate that? Like a couple of years ago, I, we were in Rhode Island. Yeah, and we were uh, it was we were driving through uh, through Charlestown on Route One. And something happened while we were driving that wanted becoming a news story. It was a plane that was get, had to make an emergency landing. It's like, on Route 1. Uh, it, uh, it didn't wind up landing on Route 1, but it was like one of these planes that carries like a, like a, like a sign, one of these you know, commercial oh, planes. Oh, yes, yes, yep. The, the, the pilot, in order to get rid of you know, weight on the plane, dropped the, uh, the, the banner, the, the banner yeah. like right in front of us. Really, literally right in front of us, and then like at some point he crashed, uh, didn't get hurt, but cr- but crashed the plane not too far away, and it made the news. Now, had I been thinking, you could have recorded it. I could have recorded it, but I didn't grab my phone until after everything was done and we had driven past it because <laughs> I wasn't going to pull over and try to help anybody. But uh, <laughs> that wasn't my yeah, you know, that wasn't my issue. But it's like you know, it's like how fast on the phone do you have to be? I- I think what we've established in this conversation is that uh, me, uh, 
chair dancing to a boy band is akin to both a car crash and a plane crash. Yes. Oh, something's <laughs> crashing. Something's I mean, crashing, crashing and burning. Burn. You can say whatever you like about it, but Marty dancing in his chair has 300 views and we've gained 12 followers. We can See? stop. There you go. We, you know what, people, <laughs> listeners? We could stop at any point. It's perfectly fine. I don't want anyone to get the, uh, the idea or the notion that we're only talking about this stuff to pump up the numbers. I mean, I don't want anyone to be, be misled in, in any way. Absolutely. I have not been trying to gain a TikTok following at all. I no. Like. No. Do you see how I'm sitting now? Do you see how I'm sitting appropriately with my back up and everything so that I don't look like uh, fat Santa Claus <laughs> all slouched over now? Fat Santa dancing to LFO? Yeah, right. Terrible. Yeah. Well, I'm sure the next time she whips out the uh, the phone. Oh, God. You'll, you'll be looking a whole lot this. smarter and and, and uh, backs notices and it. every time I do it. I get the side eye from backs like, oh, she's you know. To be me. fair though, <laughs> to be fair, this is horrifying for me, but it does technically meet my obligation to dance on TikTok. It leaves backs alone to have. I to think dance. you two promised to dance together. Oh. Do we have to touch? I don't want to touch it. Do we have Why? to touch Actually, each other? Actually, you have to tango back. Uh, how about a nice prom? How about like a prom? I'll get you a rose. How about you a prom dance, like an eighth grade dance, uh, hands on the hip? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's back good. That's a nice. little slow dance. <laughs> I like all the eight, Smithereens All eight idea. minutes of uh, stairway to heaven. <laughs> Do you remember that? You would ask, see, you guys, did you have dances at school? Like? Yes. So did they play Stairway to Heaven as like the last song or one of the last songs? I don't think so. Yeah, see, they, yeah, she did that. that was the thing. Who were you going to ask to <sighs> dance for Stairway to Heaven? I remember, I remember every dance, I remember who I was going to dance Stairway to Heaven with. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm. Actually, one of the dances I was telling you, uh, my friend that I haven't talked to in forever, um, Natalie Bunyan, now Natalie Colbert, she messaged me. She's like, I listened to you in the morning. She's like, I really enjoyed hearing you talk yeah. about the prom and stuff. But she was someone that I danced to one of the dances to, to Stairway to Heaven. She was my friend, but I remember I had a crush on this girl, uh, Jen, Jen O'Neill. And she came back to visit because she had, she had moved, she had left in sixth grade. She came back in seventh grade. Yeah. Stairway to Heaven came. You know what I did? What? I took it, I took the bull by the horns. I strolled right up and said, Would you like to dance? And then there was preceded by eight minutes of sweaty anxiety dancing. <laughs> that if I think of now, I yeah. go, Why did we do that to ourselves? Why were we like, Yeah, we want to, the one that we're most worried about impressing, we want to, you know what I mean? Well, I will, uh, I will, uh, I will actually go a little bit further than that because I remember my seventh and eighth grade dances okay. too because we had them every Friday night. Sure, sure. Um, I remember uh, asking a girl, do you want to dance the stairway to heaven? And she's saying, "It's a little too long." Oh, like, had, like had it been hurts. like had it been like a two minute song or less, maybe I would have gotten the dance. Green Day, say right, exactly. <laughs> like you know, like a Creedence Clearwater Revival song, yeah, maybe yeah. I would have got. Um, oh, a minute forty eight, sure, no problem. Sure. But a full eight minutes, I don't think so. And of course, by the time uh, the song does roll around. She's dancing with another dude. Oh, oh my God! That's I know. The I know. Listen, I if I should have uh, had uh, my license plate just say friend zone on it because I was placed in that area, that uh, that oh. real estate more than anybody else. Oh, I mean, me too. I mean, but I I had I still have a ton of friends that are female that I, I enjoy. I never understood the negative, like you're the friend zone. But now, when you tell that story, I realize how. That's terrible. That, that it is. is it's terrible. <laughs> Honestly, it's like, uh, what, what, 
What happened to her now? Did you ever find out what happened to her? Now? Yeah, I did. Is she yeah. married to the yeah, guy? Yeah, She's married son, to the guy. Uh, she danced to Sarah to heaven happened, with. Son, no, bad, no, even, even better. All right, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. She got really fat. Yeah. yeah. All right. I love yeah. it. I love it. That's the best. Oh, yeah. Seven kids, single mom, married oh, twice, she had a 300 terrible pounds. Life. She Good had a for terrible you. Life. Good oh, for you. Yeah. Maybe you should have danced with me. <laughs> I'm in the Broadcasting Hall of Fame, sweetie. <laughs> Maybe she should have talked eight, to... Eight minutes could have changed yeah. your world, maybe, sister. Maybe that second bridge of Stairway to Heaven would have been nice to dance with talkers, top 100 radio hosts in the country. Too bad, sugar. And she's renting to own a Stairway to Heaven. <laughs> I love it. 823 at Rock 102. Rock 102's Classic Rock Summer is driven by... Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 829... And two minutes of Led Zeppelin at Rock 102. Now, had I asked that girl to dance to the immigrant <laughs> song, that would have been uh, her you life. Have shot. Have, yeah, I would have had a shot, and that girl's life would have changed around. But <laughs> Or sadly, yours. Or mine. You don't sadly, know. Sadly, it did not. So what are you going to do? <laughs> uh, we're going to be talking to someone from the Salvation Army a little bit later on this hour. Uh, Mark Massey is going to be in here to tell us about uh, what's uh, they got some, some really cool uh, events coming up. We'll talk to him in, in just a little while. And then tomorrow, a good possibility of Jokey the Joke Man, uh, Marling. Jackie, that's uh, I'm excited about that. Holy yeah. cow. That uh, that may happen tomorrow. We'll let you know. It's 8.32 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102, along with uh, Marty Caproni and Molly the Interns. Time for news brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Go to Gary Rome Hyundai today. Get 0% financing on select models. Uh, as we told you all morning long, officials have now identified Victor Nieves as the shooter in that murder-suicide that left a grandmother dead and two children with serious gunshot wounds on Monday. Nieves, 34, was the upstairs neighbor at 174 Berkshire Avenue. Horrific scene unfolded on Monday. A spokesman uh, for the Hamlin County DA's office confirmed that Nieves shot the children and their grandmother in cold blood before turning the gun on himself. One of the children, a 10-year-old girl, remains in critical condition after being transferred to a children's hospital in Boston uh, after undergoing surgery for a gunshot wound to the chest. Uh, another victim, a 12-year-old girl, hospitalized at Bay State in stable condition after being shot in the abdomen. The third sibling, a 5-year-old boy, escaped injury, uh, and that is according to uh, to District Attorney spokesman James Lydon. Lydon identified the children's grandmother as Kim Fairbanks, 52. She was uh, babysitting the three children while their parents were at work when the A's came charging downstairs, banged on the door, and then that's when things got uh, horrible. Uh, Navis is also uh, also fatally shot the family's dog, but it is still unclear exactly what promised uh, prompted this rampage. Police said Nieves had a minimal criminal record with a motor vehicle charge in 2017 and a prior illegal gun charge back in 2011. He lived upstairs with a woman uh, with a woman who ran screaming from the uh, from the house. After the shooting occurred, witnesses say she was unharmed. A uh, big drug bust uh, with a uh, Springfield man who uh, who was busted after police seized more than two kilos of cocaine and two guns from three, three locations in Springfield and South Hadley. That's a busy bee. You know, when you got two giant right. bricks of coke and you split it up between two locations, three locations, actually, because it was a third place that wasn't uh, they didn't disclose the whereabouts. Do you think that guy's nervous when he's like uh, driving in his car with uh, five pounds of cocaine in the car? I, uh, well, I I would imagine he's, and again, I don't know enough about this, but this is probably not the first time he's driven with two kilos of coke in the vehicle. Like, so I think the first time you do it, yeah, you're probably all kinds of nervous. But 
you know, four, five, fifteen thousand times. At yeah. some point, you just say, eh, it's, you in ever, the, like, it's in the trunk." You ever realize your little inspection sticker, not your inspection, your registration sticker on your plate? You ever realize like the month changed and it's on Friday at oh, like, yeah. three in the afternoon? You're like, "Oh my god, I have to drive in this till Monday." And you're driving all weekend, like oh, I got. I got to imagine with five pounds of cocaine that that would be like that times a thousand. Well, it's uh, it's funny because how many times has a guy with two pounds of two pounds or two kilos of coke in his car, guns, ammo, yeah. uh, you know, cash, you know, scales, you know, yeah. roach clips, they're in the trunk of his car, but he, he's like five months uh, expired on his registration. Like he hasn't gotten the inspection Not sticker. Not a care in the world. Yeah, the the, the plates are uh, are falling off. They're unreadable. You know, or or the tinting on his windows are too dark. Uh, you know, exceeding state. Uh, you know, state uh, state laws. Yeah, you know, how many people are doing that? Going 120 in the wrong lane. Yeah, not you know, he's in a school zone. He's driving 34 <laughs> miles right. an hour. You know, you're just asking get to get pulled over at that point. A uh, orange fi- the orange fire department was called to the uh, Walmart on East Main Street in Orange concerning a motor vehicle collision with uh, potential entrapment Monday night. According to authorities, upon arrival, they found a vehicle had driven across the parking lot, which happens all the time over the grassy island jumping a sidewalk then went through the wooden guardrail then a chain link fence and then ultimately ended up in the walmart retention pond both <laughs> occupants of the vehicle were found to be uh, uh unentrapped as it says and uh, they were assisted by ambulances luckily the retention pond which the vehicle had landed in had been drained and was filled with mud rather than water oh lucky uh, that's good news for the car you know, you got. I think you can clean off some mud. You submerge that thing in water. You got some problems. What kind of fish you think are in the Walmart retention pond? Uh, ones with three eyes and ten gills. <laughs> the uh, Athol Fire Department led uh, lent vital support by dispatching an additional ambulance, ensuring the efficient transport of both occupants to Athol Hospital. Well, these Athol, uh, you know, these Athol people. Yep. Couple, couple of athols in the car. Couple of hel- hel- helpful athols. Yes. Uh, Orange Fire extinguished, uh, extended the, their gratitude to the Orange Police and their assistance in ensuring the well-being of all the involved parties. Now, I have been in the Walmarts around the area. Yes. Haven't been the one in Orange, but I've been the one in Springfield, Chicopee, where I've been to a number of times. Where's a that's an exotic Walmart out there. It's a very it's the cleanest Walmart sure, in the area to sure. be to be quite frank. Westfield does a nice job. Uh it's been a long time since I've been on the Westfield one, but yes. I told you this before, I'll tell you again. If you're not following that Springfield MA sucks Instagram account, you're missing out because the Chickabee Walmart really a bang up post the other day of a lady who went to the bathroom directly on the aisle. Not a number one, mm-hmm. but a number two. Now, the odd part about it is the uh, the restrooms at Walmart yes. are at the front of the store. Every location. <laughs> she, she, This lady had to pass the restrooms and be like, I'm going to opt to go right here in Frozen Foods. It's, yeah. It, I mean, I don't, I don't need to go past the registers and make a spectacle of myself. And this, I'm just going to go right by the, uh, by the <laughs> office supplies. And this lady made that decision, did it. And then somebody, this is the, the part that makes me laugh. We talk about Molly with her camera. Somebody, I, what do you think is grosser, me dancing to LFO or the person who did this? They waited, they saw it happen, recorded it, and then waited and videoed or pictured of some another lady stepping in it. 
mon dieu. That I account, have fallen in monsieur's bucket. That account, like I said, whoever's <laughs> running it, God, chef's kiss. God bless yeah. you. Now, I, I think in, in your case, it's, it's definitely the dancing that's probably more unsightly. Yeah, I think so. I can always grab another so. shoe. <laughs> <laughs> I can never unlook at that video. You can't, you can't erase can that ne- from can your never mind. take that away from me. <laughs> hey, here's good news. There's a new COVID variant out there. Hospitals oh. across Western Mass and the entire country are seeing more cases of COVID-19 back in the emergency rooms. Well, thank goodness it's back. According to the uh, Center for Disease Control and Prevention, the uptick in COVID-19 cases could be new to a new Omicron subvariant called EG.5. A uh, new variant of the COVID-19 virus is here and causing a number of cases to uh, to quickly rise. The uh, EG, or Eris, as they're calling it, is a sub-variant of the Omicron variant that peaked back in the winter of 2021, according to the CDC. And uh, EG5 is now responsible for more than 17% of the cases in the United States. Well, that makes me feel terrific. Yeah, you know, thanks God, everyone ran out and got that vaccine. (laughs) Yeah. Every other week, there's a new variant. There's a new something. Uh, collectively, I think we've all got to the point where we're like, mm, shrug. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm at the point now where, okay, when it first came out, it was pretty bad. I think we can all say that wasn't a good, uh, you, you didn't want that first round. No. But now when you get COVID, most people are experiencing what winds up being a very, very inconvenient horrible cold with a bad sore throat so i don't know how uh you know but if people are going back to the emergency room you wonder well uh are they is that an appropriate reaction is it inappropriate reaction do you need to go to the emergency room or do you say oh i tested positive code i'm going to the emergency room i you know listen the fear that they everyone had that first three months or whatever I get it. You know what I mean? If you had it and you tested. I remember that. You remember that? You'd be like, oh, my God. You know who tested positive? You'd be like, I, I should message him just in case they die. You know? Yeah, right. R.I.P. Sorry to hear you came down with it. Now it's literally like, ah, you came down with the vid. <laughs> you, got the, yeah. you got the thing. I came you down got, with the woo. Right. Yeah. No one no one, no one, cares anymore. Like We're at a point where it's become what a lot of my friends who this is why I said now at this point, I'm not so uh, egotistical to think I know everything. So when I hear my conspiracy friends talk about Hawaii and this and that, I go, eh, I don't know. Maybe I don't know the answers because uh, some of that stuff turned out they were right on, you know? No, I I, I get it. But uh, isn't it strange? Some was wrong. I know. But, but you know, like, but the, the strains, the new variants, yeah. you know, they all seem to have diminished in and it's a damaging right. power you just but you don't know what a what a new variant would ever look like or you know if you ever had to go through this again what would that have to be well this is where i think the government screwed up majorly is everyone lost their mind so much over this that the next round of something crazy like this if it is super uh you know the fatality rate of it is super high and everything else Everyone's going to be like, ah, here comes that BS again, and no one's going to take it serious. Right. And then you're going to see things get real bad. Unless you do what happened this time around. Because you remember, we heard about uh, you know COVID for a couple of months before it came here. Right. And no one said, ah, this will be over in two weeks. And then all of a sudden, you had lots of people getting very, very ill and dying. Right. That's when we started to take it seriously. Right. But right. now the variants are such that it really doesn't present itself as being much more of an a inconvenient flu that's kind of what it is is an inconvenient yeah 
Anyway, so that's uh, that's uh, that's happy news. That's our happy. News. Always good to have uh, something to else to worry about and mask up for. Because <laughs> uh, I'm, I have. I can't do it again. With I don't. Know, I, I don't. I don't know if I have any more masks in the house. I can't do it. Again. That's how you know when you've finally given up. When you don't even. You can't even find the dirty old mask that you had in your car when you had when you got to the last end of this thing when you when you had to put on the fake yeah. idea that you cared and you just have that one mask with a broken band and you just kind of everyone kind of agrees we know we're doing this because it's BS but you're holding one side of it and you're talking to the bank teller and she's like yeah 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 I get I, it I think the last time I I had to wear a mask at like a doctor's office yeah I was looking all over the house for a mask and I found one. Under the couch. There you go. And I said, well, that's the one. I Listen, I'll, I'll just shake the dirt and the dust away from it. I'll use that one. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Right. That, that'll, that'll keep me safe the, and healthy. The, the stuff that's on that mask is worse than any variant of COVID <laughs> you can get. The stuff of that mask is the thing that will kill the COVID. <laughs> right. It's going to be, uh, the Barter Valley forecast is looking like this. It's going to be, uh, the, it's a little bit rainy right now. That's going to die down just after 9 o'clock. Hopefully, and then cloudy later this afternoon, a high of 79. Tomorrow, cloudy, a high of 79. It's about uh, 68 degrees right now in Rock 102. In a world. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 8.50. And Fleetwood Mac with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni and Molly the Intern and everybody else is in here in Rock 102. <laughs> Circus. Uh, the, uh, the Salvation Army uh, is not just an organization that uh, pops up outside shopping malls around Christmas time. They're an organization that does stuff year-round really good work in the studio with us right now is uh, is mark massey from the salvation army good to see you hey thanks guys you guys are doing something uh in the next couple of well one today and also next week uh right. the stuff the uh, the squad car tell us a little bit about uh, what's going on yeah so we're partnering up with the hampshire county sheriff's department up in northampton in hadley and we are we have a goal to actually stuff the squad car that will be up at the Walmart in Northampton between three and seven today, with school supplies. So, and that's and so that's what you're 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 looking at. Yep. Anything that because I mean, it's a lot of kids and families, not just in you know Hamden County, but Hampshire County too, right. right? That may no longer have the the financial resources to get the kids the supplies they need. Schools are starting in two weeks. You're absolutely right, Bax. And actually with inflation, COVID, everything that's been hitting us over the last few years, it's gotten harder and harder for parents to actually pay for the needed school supplies. Yeah. Um, To the point where my mother just retired uh, not too long ago as a teacher. And I remember every single year she would shell out about two, $300 of her own money just so that way her students had something to go on and and that's I, not a, that's not an unusual thing no yeah, it's i've not. heard that time and time again right. that because you know depending on the population you're serving in your schools there are some kids that you know you know some schools will have like uh, school uniforms and yep. they can't you know kids can't uh, afford them or you know uh you know athletic wear like for 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 physical education they don't they don't have those kinds of right. things or yeah. musical instruments exactly or so, the, your basic pens pencils and paper all of all of those things are are necessary you're so right so when you're doing uh something like this to, uh, today at uh, at the walmart in northampton um how much are you are you looking to i mean you say you fill the squad car did sure. you did you arrange for the biggest squad car they have in northampton <laughs> like a paddy wagon perhaps you know what actually i think i'll try to call the sheriff up right now and make sure we can make that happen or maybe a bus how's that sound yeah um yeah actually last year we were able to distribute 
in the Hampshire County area. We were over, able to do over a thousand bags and supplies for the parents wow. and the kids That's of great. Hampshire County, right? Um, this year, I'm hoping to be able to get at least 2,000 out there. That will give us enough supply to be able to make sure that almost every family that needs it will be able to get it. And you're doing this again in Halley next week, you said? That's correct. When uh, Next Wednesday, the 23rd, uh, same time, 3 to 7, over in Hadley at the Walmart there, we're going to be doing the same thing. And in between now and next Wednesday, I'm going to be placing a collection box. So if you happen to be at the Hadley Walmart and see the box, drop something in. You know, I, I think this is such a great idea. It really is. I mean, when you think about it, if, you, if you're going to Walmart and you happen to walk past, you know, office supplies, sure. there's a package of pens or pencils. And it's costing you like you know three or four bucks. Yeah, just at buy most. It, throw them in. Just throw them in, and and you're helping you know kids that don't who couldn't afford three or four bucks. Right, you're absolutely right. You know, yeah, yeah. I mean that's right. it's a really cool idea. The, the The Salvation Army is like one of these organizations. That I don't know if people really understand the the scope of what you guys do. You know, not just outside, like I said, shopping malls with a bell. But right. the kind of work that, that this, the Salvation Army does uh, throughout the rest of the year, give people an idea of, of what we're talking about here. Sure, Bax. Actually, you know, and I want to highlight real quick, this isn't just the only uh, back-to-school event that we're doing here in the state. We've got several going on um, in pretty much at least one event over the next couple weeks in each county. The best thing to do if you want to find out where your events are is go to SalvationArmy.org. If you want to donate to school supplies, go to SalvationArmy.org. And to really put uh, a pin on what you were saying, uh, I'll say personally, I volunteered and was deployed up to Vermont to help with the floods. That's something that a lot of people don't know that Salvation Army does. Right. You know, basically, whenever right. we have any kind of disaster, you get Red Cross and you got Salvation Army there. And Salvation Army's job is to provide those basic needs for people when they are at their lowest. And being able to get a handshake or a smile as a thank you yeah. or just doing something as simple as, you know, give a kid, you know, a pack of pencils or food to somebody. You know, uh, th this is Mark Massey from uh, Salvation Army in the studio. And I'm, I'm sure there are many people around this area in Hamden County that will remember what the Salvation Army was doing during the, the tornado. tornado. Yes. Or, you know, some of the other things that yep. happened like during that that summer that right. you know it wasn't just the red cross was out there the salvation army was doing it too and i think you know those people that 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 benefited from your cause i mean i, I don't think they can ever really you know forget what would what you guys had done so but when people have not had that experience of seeing the the, the salvation army in practice and what they do when you went up to vermont and you saw the flooding that was going on there I mean, you're talking about farmland. You're talking about people's property. You're talking about, yeah. you know, people's livelihoods being washed away by these horrific, you know, floods and, and, and rainwaters. What kind of things were people needing while you were up there? You know, actually, I would honestly say while I was up there, the biggest need at that time was, believe it or not, cleaning supplies. Oh, yeah. Because their houses got flooded. They got mold. They're waiting on FEMA to help them out. And for that brief moment in time, all they needed was cleaning supplies. You, right. you know, food and, you know, cash support helped. But at the end of the day, that's really what they needed. 
and they're the type of people they will take care of it themselves they just need the supplies yeah the uh, salvation army is going to be at the walmart in northampton from two to seven today and then hadley next week correct the 23rd the 23rd very good mark massey from the uh, the salvation army hope you guys uh, do well today Hey, thank you very much, guys. That's great to have you here. A bit help, too. <laughs> it's uh, 8.58 with Bax and Nagel and Marty and Molly and Mark Massey from the... <laughs> rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 9.13 and Sammy Hagar with Bax and Nagel and Marty and Molly and what have you. Uh, okay, so what are we at with the TikToks now? Just so we can uh, get a gauge on where we we're at. We are at 1,083. <laughs> Well, that's pretty good. It's not yeah. too bad. Not it's too been it's been kind of a slow growth morning. I thought Marty dancing to LFO would have gotten us a little bit more. So uh, if you want to see that, no, head no, over you, to the Rock 102 yeah, TikTok. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't 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 point them in places they shouldn't really be seen. The that's, handle is Rock 102. Go follow that live. He can test it. Do not go yeah, see. It's, it's, not, not, it's not worth not, it. Not to, no, you don't. My Instagram is up to three thousand thirty-five. So I haven't uh, I haven't checked mine because you know I'm not uh, I'm not competitive. Uh, in any way well uh, this isn't a competition this is a team sport no i understand it but, i understand uh, but i will say this um i had been hoping that if it was hovering around three thousand, yeah i could offend a few people and have them drop me and then i could not dance and say i'm still under three thousand. Right, that was my right. out yes but now we're comfortably there and uh, more people following yeah and- no I've, I've gained six people in the last uh, four days that's uh that's good enough you haven't asked, so let me ask for you. Okay. Everyone go follow backs on all social media platforms. Yeah, I mean, honestly, the guy's been giving you free entertainment for how many years? Uh, it'll be 29 years 29 in March. years, and yeah. you don't even follow him yet? You should feel guilty. Yeah, what's what's wrong with you people? Feel He's shameful. on TikTok. You have, you have a couple Instagrams, I think. I got a couple Instagrams. I got a couple Facebook. Facebooks. I'm, I'm on the Twitters. I'm on the, the, uh, Twitters. the Twitters. I'm on the, 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 the MySpace. I'm on the Friendster. I'm on the uh, on the Vines. I'm all, all, all over the place. Friend of Tom? No one tell you, you about Vine. Tom as well? Yes, Tom and I are like this. <laughs> Absolutely, he was. In fact, he was my first friend on yeah. on MySpace. Great guy. Weird oh, picture, yes. but a great guy. Molly doesn't even know what we're talking about. That's I the don't. Best part you, of this. You've made this joke like three times in the past yeah. two days, and I don't know what it is. Right, so we'll when explain. you when you join MySpace, <laughs> yes, uh, everybody that joined had this guy Tom as like your first friend, and he was just a guy. Uh, sitting at a desk, uh, you know, with his uh, his head turned, like looking like, "Hey, how are you? I'm your I'm your only like friend, Tom, right on MySpace." Oh, so everyone had a friend. It was Everybody, Tom. Had, it was, right? It was like uh, the nice. default friend. I mean, every show all have a default friend. It was, yes, it would be like to put it in weird terms. It would be like if Mark Zuckerberg was likable, and when you joined <laughs> Facebook, he was your first friend. Yeah. On Facebook. Whereas on MySpace, at least you have Tom. And if you're on MySpace now, even Tom says, I don't think I need to be here now. Watch this. I'm what happened to Tom to Tom from MySpace. Let's see. Let's see. I mean, Tom Anderson, who is known as Tom from MySpace, retired at the age of 40 and is now a travel photographer. Well, isn't it good to know our, our friend yeah. Tom's doing well? well that's good. Retired like, at what 40 backs. What happened to him? Well, th- when you mean retired, re- like re- unable to work, or did he make enough to never have to work again? I'm going to go with he made a ton, because they sold that thing for like a billion dollars to Rupert Murdoch, and then it was instantly worthless. <laughs> <laughs> That's always fun when a billionaire, you know, misspends his money. I, it's so it's fun. It I is fun. I enjoy it. It's Bax and Nagel and Marty and Molly.